three-point range, 2024 style. Happy New Year, everyone. This is Mike Berardino, joined as always by the scout, Kimball Crosley, the professor, Tim Crothers, maybe a special guest, maybe not. Let's go down to North Carolina now and the professor. Well, there is a special guest as uh, are probably our most frequent uh, extra uh, voice. Uh, fake Theo is here for uh, winter winter break, and so we will loop Fake Theo in when when uh, when he wishes to join. Uh, but I I uh, I I've watched more football in the last uh, three weeks probably than I you know certainly than I watched the rest of the year combined, and it's just impossible not to notice <clears throat> the power of analytics. You hear it you over and over and over and over again uh, as you watch a game, and, and you can just see how the game has changed. You can see how the game has evolved. Uh, and it is really striking to me um, how, you know, how often, obviously, uh, teams are now going forward on fourth down. And, I, it, I, you know, we, you hear about it so much, and I finally said, well, shoot, I, it's time I actually looked this up. I was curious to see what an NFL analytics um, board actually looks like. And so I thought, you know, this being three-point range and how much you, you all love my quizzes, and I think our listeners clearly through our social media uh, places have, have clearly said that they love our, they love our quizzes too. So I, 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 will, uh, I will loop, the, loop them in. Obviously, all of you out there, please feel free to play along. Yes. Um, so basically, you know, this is obvious. I'm going to ask you some, I'm going to give you some situations, uh, fourth, fourth down situations. And you tell me whether you will go for it, whether you'll kick a field goal, or whether you will punt. Time out. And this is this, based. Yeah, what's it based on? This is based on you know obviously it, we're doing it in a vacuum to some extent. It's not. It's not you know we don't know how much time is left in the game. We don't know you know the relative strengths of the team's offense and defense. We don't know the score. This is just you know middle of the second quarter. Here's the you know the score is close. Here's and we have to make a decision about about what whether we're going to go for it on fourth down, and obviously this is bait. It's weighed on exactly what they weighed on in the NFL: the expected points if can if you convert versus the expected points allowed if you don't convert, and that's you know that's what they're basing it on too. All right, so it's fourth and one at the plus forty, the opponent's forty. You going or you or you kicking punting? Uh, we have no context beyond that. No, could be the first drive of the game. Could yep. be the last drive. I don't know no, what the score. Well, it's is. not you know, it's not the last drive of the game because then we'd this have is, to factor the score in. This is a silly exercise at that point. No, I need more not. info. It's all about the context, time, score, no, situation. Three quarters of the game, I would argue, at least the first half. It's not. It the context is not is not important. First half of the game, it's not important. You you would I don't do know this. If every I have time, a defensive oriented team, an offensive oriented team. I don't know if I'm home or away. I sound like I was only half listening. And uh, play, play the game, Mike. It doesn't matter. Right, what's play this the game. fourth and eight from the plus forty? Fourth and one from the plus forty. How, do, Hunting, I have, do I have Derrick Henry in his prime or, or not? Hunting or going? Um, well, that one I. Uh, 
And do I have a fine punter who can who can uh, cough oh a corner of the ball? I I guess modern analytics would suggest yeah, go for it in that situation. Sure. Kimball, you're going. I'm. Well, I'm Kimball's short-handed. muted. Kimball's muted. I've I've given him the request unmute. Huh. I'm going for it. There you okay. Is. All right. I'm going for it. All right. Yeah. Rapid fire. Yes, you are correct. Rapid fire. Fourth and one from the fifty. In a vacuum, going or punting? Going. Punting. Analytics say going. Fourth and one from the from your own forty. Punting or going? I'm I'm not going, but I think analytics does say going. Fake punt. You're going, analytics. Fourth and one from your own 30, punting or going? My same answer, not going, but I, I know analytics price is going. Bill Belichick went, didn't work out too well. Different situation. Analytics says go, fourth and one from your own 30. Fourth and one from your own 20. It's my same way, answer. Hey, I got I to gotta chime in real quick. We all know that there's a difference between what's considered fourth and one, fourth and inches, fourth and one inch is considered fourth and one in the analytics breakdown. And then you can have fourth and a long one that's actually five feet in, in, you know, plus five feet and change, not just uh, an inch. So the difference between needing to gain one inch and five feet, 11 inches, quite different. So this is, I'm so frustrated by this, attempt to reduce everything to a little grid and this is the problem <laughs> with you analytics people i think it's just kind of an intro into a segment oh you might okay be thinking this. all right well we'll just say they're going to go on, for- i do think that's a fair point because i've seen the chart that is being referenced here and you will see or anyone who looks this up will see that the difference between uh fourth and one how the range when you would go for it as opposed to fourth and two is by far the most dramatic difference on the chart which obviously there you go there you go and i'm not i'm not i'm not arguing that i'm just i'm just telling you that from fourth and one from your own 10 whether it's you know granted yes more inches is more ridiculous fourth and one from your own 10 go for it according to nfl analytics fourth and one from your own 10 because the you know if you punt you're still likely to give the ball to the other team in your own territory they're still likely to score but you have a pretty good chance a better than 50 50 chance by any by any metric of of making that first down and so i you know i don't have the i don't have the numbers for fourth and six and a half fourth and five and a half feet versus fourth and inches i admit but i think it's very, very notable that the that the the analytics will tell you fourth and one at your own ten, wow. you should go 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 for go for it, which obviously is not something that has happened, you know, ever probably in the NFL, um, but that's what the analytics are telling you. Uh, just a few other points. Um, fourth and seven from your from your. Uh, Fourth and se- fourth and goal from from the seven. You going or you field goaling? Going. Fake field goal. Fake field goal. Yep. Um, you are not only going from fourth and seven. You're going fourth and eight 
You're going fourth and nine. You're going fourth and 10. You're going fourth. I mean, sorry, goal. Fourth and goal from the seven, eight, nine, 10, and 11 yard line. Go. Um, again, not something I don't think you see very often in the NFL. I mean, basically, you know, Brandon Staley was doing the crazy stuff, what we thought was the crazy stuff. It wasn't the crazy stuff, according to analytics. It was what the an analytics were telling him to do. We all thought he was nuts. He's fired. But, you know, uh, what's his face? Dan Campbell from uh, the Lions is doing the crazy stuff, too. And because it's working, he's a genius. It really comes down to, you know, whether whether the analytics are paying off for these guys or they're not paying off. But the bottom line is that, uh, you know, punting is soon soon going to be a novelty along the lines of the, the quick kick. We're going to see punters come out as much as we used to see the quick kick. And so, Mike, you get your uh, get your long snappers book out soon because they are an endangered. <laughs> well, they, how do you think gonna be, we ain't going to need long snappers much longer because we're just going for it all the time, Madden everywhere. <laughs> yep, Madden mode, exactly. Wow. So, so yeah, look, I, I I think um a lot of this, I mean, it makes sense in some ways because you know you only get so many possessions in a game, and when you give one up by punting and they don't really obviously care where you are because they just realize it's much more important to try and score on every possession you can um and that that even though field position seems to be so important possession is more important and then with the field goal thing it's just the you know the benefit of a touchdown is is so much more you know obviously it's more than two field goals if you add the extra points so i think that's where we're seeing this now Obviously, the risk of a field goal should be pointed out. It, it, the yes. risk of a field goal missing it and giving up not only that that field position but the seven yards exactly back ball is a is significant. No, exactly. They no, miss, and, and, they never and, miss inside the the, the extra well, point distance now of thirty. Rarely. But I do, you know, and 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 I, you know, I'm a big, big believer in analytics and data and science. But one thing that this is is interesting because I always wonder with analytics is you know, not every fourth and one is the same. And so the defensive intensity, you know, on a fourth and one from the 10 is different from, uh, you know, midfield. And part of that is not just the emotional part. I just think it's the, the, the cost and reward. You know, the team knows like, hey, let's just like <clears throat> contain them. Let's not give up a big play here. You know, if they get the first down, they get the first down as opposed to like, oh my gosh, we could really change the, the nature of this game. And I don't know if, how analytics can factor that, like how successful teams are in different fourth and ones, you know, um, they probably can analyze that. I don't know if maybe they, they don't find much difference, but. Um, Isn't that what AI is for? Yeah, exactly. Does that fix it all? What? Hello? No, I, I, well, I, I don't, not really going to answer that question, it's silly, but, but I thought Mike would chime in with more, but he just nope. wanted to interrupt all your quiz. Done. I'm good. All uh, done after all, all done. that. After, <laughs> you don't have a take after all that? I did. I've said, I've said my piece and now we move on to the second point. Good point. Good opening point there. I, Tim, I, did you have, I don't want I Tim to feel like he was shortchanged. Did you have suspicious. more to say on that, Tim? Not really. No, I honestly, I'm just, I, I, I think it's, I think it's fascinating to see why, you know, why people are starting to do what they're doing. And 
you know, the, the more I think about it, I mean, I looked at, looked this up a couple of days ago and gave fake Theo the quiz and we were both just kind of like, what? And I do, you know, I, I understand Mike's argument as, as destructive as it may be to what we're trying to get to here. But I, I also just think that it, it, the more I think about it, the more sense it makes for what we just discussed, which is, is yeah, you, you know, it seems like we used to think that it, it was a terrible idea to risk giving up the ball in your own territory. But the fact is we did, we never really valued enough the, the, the importance of, of getting points out of every possession and yeah, okay. It's not going to work sometimes and you're going to give up points, but the more it's kind of like, I, you know, uh, Kimball and I were playing poker the other, the other night, believe it or not here at here at the, the chapel hill casino and wow. I, you know no 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 money of course was involved but uh but it gets it, it's kind of the same idea as poker where in hold'em you know you yeah you you're gonna you're gonna bluff a few times and you're not gonna win every time but you're gonna win enough that being an aggressive player is usually going to, to pay off and i think that's a very good uh a very good analogy to to analytics and football be aggressive enough yeah it's going to blow up in your face and if it blows up in your face three times in a row like it happened to brandon's brandon staley you're fired but uh most of the time you know in that you're going to bust in poker every once in a while but you're uh for the most part you're going to be ending up ahead fake theo did you have something you wanted to say i uh, just says my friend billy beans example would reflect the game moves towards analytics eventually and the analytics will always triumph over the stubborn haters eventually so just time to start preparing i think i wasn't i didn't know you and billy bean were friends that's interesting you know first word for billy bean yeah if billy uh, bean if billy bean uh, takes the job, that's true that's there is true. no theo if Billy Bean takes the job, he was the first choice for John Henry. Yeah, is to hang out with his daughter and watch her play guitar. Exactly. All right. All right. Yeah, we, uh, yes. All right. Uh, well, we're going to. I also I'm going to segue here to the second point by saying, uh, I think the fake Theo mentioned fourth and two is is a different uh, proposition than fourth and one, but the Michigan Wolverines have moved on to the championship round in college football because they were able to convert fourth and two from their own 38 with the game on the line in the final minutes of the game. And uh, I think Kimball might have something to say about Michigan. Let me just well, squeeze in the fact oh, that analytics, analytics tells you that fourth and two from your own 43 is a go and anywhere, anywhere closer. So they, they weren't far off of analytics. Just so you know. So, yeah, well, finishing that idea, I thought that was one of the more fascinating choices, right? Because they did have enough time to use their timeouts and um, and and field position, you know, uh, mattered in the, that point of the game with how poorly, you know, they were moving the ball. So it was interesting. It was like, let your defense do it. And so I thought that was a great fun uh, moment. But that said, and as much fun as the semifinals, the college football playoff semifinals were and how everyone thinks, oh, they got it right. And they, you know, look at these two great games and the undefeated teams went on and now we have a great matchup, blah, blah, blah. I think Michigan does not deserve to be in the college football playoffs. 
And um, that Florida State, and again, Florida State, most people think, oh, look, they got, you know, totally destroyed in their bowl game, proving that they, the committee was right to not put them in the uh, playoff. But I'm saying that Michigan didn't deserve there because they cheated. <laughs> and yes, they are probably the best team. And yes, they'll probably win and the confetti will come down and everyone will celebrate. And then in a couple of years, we'll be like, well, we're expunging that. Uh, it didn't really happen. Michigan never won the national title because they cheated. We've finally done our, our um, you know, uh, studies and, and realized and, and researched and uh, investigated, I should say, um, all the improprieties there. Um, and yeah, they, that uh, title is now gone. And I thought the committee should have like been aggressive with enough evidence and said, you know what? You're not in this thing. Sorry, you know, you're undefeated. You may be the best team, but there's so much evidence of your wrongdoing. You know, you're suspending your coach twice this season, which sort of shows like, well, we did do some things wrong that I thought they had an argument to say, no, you're not in there. And that would have solved their little four team problem. And they wouldn't have excluded an undefeated team with some, you know, that had a very good resume. Um, and then they could say, oh, cause their quarterback's injured. And, you know, as you boys know, Florida State, that was not the real team. You know, I, I don't think all those players opt out and don't play if they are in the college football playoffs. And so they give a much better showing than they did in their bowl game. That's my quick point. I'm sure you guys have some thoughts. I hope the journalist in the Midwest might even have some more info on Michigan and whether he thinks I'm doing the wrong thing to uh, just consider them guilty before all the facts are out. Well, uh, I did. I did watch uh, the entirety of the Michigan Alabama Rose Bowl. That was great stuff. I wasn't able to stay up late enough for the the overnight game, um, but uh, I, I didn't hear. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I didn't hear any mentions of Connor Stallions during the broadcast of the Rose Bowl, and uh, that's the. Uh, a little analyst, a Navy guy uh, who resigned eventually in November. He was the the uh, supposedly the rogue employee. They would have you believe. So you know, I've been. I don't want to be uh, all over the map on this as usual because I have talked about it on our show. Maybe the most recent one, maybe two shows ago, um, about how I do think it's fairly prevalent. Um, Clemson before this Michigan thing blew up. The kind of the uh, not, I could, shouldn't say unspoken. It was quite well known. The worst kept secret was that Clemson was really good at intercepting sideline signals, and um, and throughout its run, throughout this Dabo uh, glory period with two national titles and a couple more runner-ups. But um, the, the the difference here is I had never even known, and I think a lot of people didn't know that for thirty years uh, to rein in costs, to level the playing field, whatever. Uh, you weren't allowed to uh, be in person in another in, in another team stadium, future opponent stadium, doing advanced scouting, and I we, we I think we all agreed that that's kind of ridiculous. So it's going to come out of this. They the letter of the law, they, yeah, Michigan violated it. The Big Ten itself, uh, with with its former baseball uh, executive, what Tony Petiti, um Ding. bringing down the hammer on to some extent with those with the second suspension but missed an opportunity to save us all 
this uh, hand wringing because Michigan could have been declared ineligible for the Big Ten championship at that point. Uh, we got every you got the resignation, you've got the admission of of culpability essentially from Connor Stallions, and he's the fall guy. And now we're just supposed to move on and talk about adversity just in broad terms. Wow, Michigan having <laughs> all that adversity. Oh, nothing's going to keep us from from our dream. Well, you know, that was all self-caused adversity because there were several years in a row where Jim Harbaugh was failing at Michigan. It's easy to forget now, but he was not able to beat Ohio State. He was not able to beat highly ranked teams. Michigan was an afterthought championship-wise. And then right around the time of Connor Stallions writing his manifesto and getting lots of good seats to uh, future Big Ten opponent games, um, my goodness, uh, Michigan really good now and of course who knows what they already have on these opponents i mean i have a hard time believing they were already scouting washington signals but um or even alabama's but possible and um it's um i i think uh, uh the, the opportunity to to eject michigan was was in the big tens hands and it failed to do so and so now we just have to watch this and and i don't know that it'll be um, tossed out in the future, a la Patino's uh, Louisville team or something, um, because uh, I don't see what you would base that on. But in the public opinion and in the, in the, in the way these things are remembered outside of the Michigan fan base, which is, is not going to care about it either way, they're still going to celebrate it if they win. The best thing that can happen now is Washington knocks off Michigan. That would be the best thing for the sport, and I think it's entirely possible because Michael Penix Jr., and his, and his receivers um, are video game-like, and he's had success when he was the Indiana quarterback against Michigan, the same basic group, different coordinator. But, um, you know, Michigan's Michigan through the years. Connor Stallions was at the Rose Bowl. That's, well, which supposedly. To, which, to me. It was Chase Winovich, the former Michigan player. Yeah, coach. yeah. Connor Stallions in the second row. There you Connor go. Was at at the Rose Bowl, which to me says that Connor Stallions, I hope, has been excommunicated from from the Michigan program. Because if if the Michigan program had any control over Connor Stallions, surely he would not be not have been at that game. I mean, that is the worst place he could possibly be. So what that tells me, from a journalistic point of view is that Connor Stallions is now a rogue. And he he has a potential story to tell that is the one that, you know, all of the investigative bloodhounds in the journalism world should be seeking out. Then maybe we'll find out what really went on. But until we do, I still feel like we're just talking about an issue of of another team bending the rules. And let's face it everybody does it i just I, you know i mean we're we're in an era now where we're basically bidding for bidding for players to transfer from one school to another and i just i don't know i can't i i i i think we're parsing the degree of cheating at this point um and we've discussed as you said on previous podcasts about how let's face it they're not the only team doing it they're just the team that got caught and i don't i don't feel i never feel good about about uh, making an example of of one person getting caught doing what everybody else is doing, and all, and they take all the brunt of it, and no one else does. 
I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a lover of Michigan. I'm 100% behind you that uh, I will be rooting for Washington as, as hard as I could possibly root for one team in that playoff. But, um, but I don't, I just don't feel like until, until we get the true Connor Stallions story that really indicts Michigan without a shadow of a doubt that something they've done is beyond what we could possibly tolerate, which I don't know whether there's even a limit for that anymore. Then, and then I think it's just, it's just where college football is these days and we just have to live with it because it's still pretty fun to watch. Um, you know, I, that's the point I've been driving. <clears throat> I made many podcasts to go about, about how we seem to try to destroy college football every which way, including the 12 team playoff next year. But, uh, but those two, those two games were pretty damn fun to watch. And there, there's no reason to think that that won't continue. Agreed. Um, all right. Well, we're two thirds of the way through our podcast. First one of 2024. Thanks for finding us here um, at three point range. And you can find us uh, and subscribe through Google and uh, Amazon podcasts and, and uh, Spotify. Spotify and all that stuff. And, and uh, you can also check out our Three Point Range uh, Facebook page and a uh, Substack, perhaps, that's uh, in the same name. So thank you for that. And uh, we will pause now and then come back and have our third point. <laughs>